Hi guys, it's Pleasant. How are you doing? How's your summer going? Today's episode is going to be something that I'm going to call just you and me. And these are the um, episodes where I'm just going to open up a little bit about my life and some of the teachings and not have any special guests, but just speak from the heart. So I was thinking I have been (laughs) traveling for the past two weeks and I have had a lot of time in the car alone with my kids driving and driving and driving and a lot of time to think and relax and rest and um, you know you guys know that I'm like obsessed with all the big questions of life and what am I going to do next? What am I doing now? How am I evolving? How am I learning? You know, just kind of constantly questioning. And that's just how I am. It's just how I live. It's how I've always been. So um, I was thinking about like, what would be a helpful just you and me conversation, like um, episode that would shed some light on some of the areas that I may not have been so open about before just because of the platform, right? Like in some of my classes or whatever. So in all of this time in driving, I realized that, so in my private groups and coaching and all that, I teach a lot of law of attraction and manifesting. Um, And I've been I started with all of that, um, really learning about the secret um, 12 years ago and reading it when it came out and it made, I don't know, I'm trying to think if there's any other book that has made such an impact on my life at the right time. I read The Secret when I was um, transitioning out of my education career and so it was, I was just ready and ripe to hear it, okay? So, I read The Secret and um, realized, like started kind of opening up to all of these ways that the power of law of attraction and setting intention, like I just was not attuned to any of this. So anyway, the reason I'm telling you this is because I am a very powerful manifester and I have a lot of really strong capabilities and strengths in my connection to soul, my connection to spirit, and my connection to source. And here's the thing. I've always had it. I actually believe all of us do. Like the, the This is kind of something that I think about a lot lately as I work with more and more people is I think so many of us actually have these gifts. And I think so many of us have these superpowers and these sensitivities. I just think our lives are so crazy and hectic and busy and chaotic and traumatic that we often don't have people helping us to see it. And we often don't know how to clear the energetic blocks and pain that's being being held in our in our bodies to release it and digest it and move it through so that we can actually connect with and feel that divine source inside of us. So I'm going to speak from my experience, but I I'm setting the stage right now. I'm setting the tone for this talk today to tell you that I am not so special. Like this is exactly what you also have access to. 
I help people all the time do this and I have worked through it myself and I'm telling, I'm going to tell you stories about what I did and, um, and some of the work and the manifesting and just some of the like kind of secrets and superpowers and things you might not know about me, but I want you to know that I'm sharing this with a message of love and connection that I believe you have it too. And so I hope that by sharing some of this, you will find your way home to your own. Or if you already do have it, that you feel so loved and supported and on the right path by listening to this, okay? So number one, first thing that I wanted to talk a little bit about was having Sailor and Milo. So I realized a few months ago that I really don't write about them very much anymore. And I really don't share publicly about them very much anymore, especially now that I don't have the the yoga studio to talk to people about um, what it's like raising them. But before they were even here... You have to know, only a very few people know this, that my husband and I, Mel, um, which by the way, he just agreed to come on the podcast and talk about something. So I'm so excited because you guys are going to hear from him. But anyway, um, before, okay, so Mel and I started dating when I was 19 and he was five years older. um, And pretty shortly, maybe a few years into dating, we started talking about when we're older and when we get married, we will have two kids and they will be called Sailor and Little Mel. And Mel and I didn't get engaged until eight years into dating and then married. We were engaged for two years, so almost 10 years before. We, it wasn't exactly 10 years when we got married, but it was like nine and a half or something like that, nine Um that there was never, you guys, one, there was never a doubt. There was never a moment. There was never a question. It was always, it's going to, we are going to have Sailor and Little Mel. And just for those who don't know, Milo's real name is Milton Leon Saliki IV. Um, So he technically is Little Mel. We just call him Milo instead of Mel because my husband is Mel. Um, But I realized after I read The Secret, and I read The Secret before I had Sailor, so I was not putting things together. It's in, um, you know, looking back where I can now see how I started to do some of this work mentally and how I started to put some of this stuff into action is that once I set my mind to something, I just kept looking for confirmation bias to prove that it would be true. I always look for ways that prove what I'm thinking is on the right track, even if it's not that same outcome, but I'm still always believing and visioning and and feeling the feelings in my body that that thing is coming true. And so when I was pregnant, I didn't know who was going to come first, right? I didn't know if I was having a boy or girl first. Mel did, but I didn't. And when she was born, it was just like, oh, there she is. There's Sailor, right? There's Sailor Eloise, not a doubt. And then I got pregnant again three years later and they said, it's a boy. And we said, yep, there he is. There's little Mel. And, you know, I've spent like a lot of time in my journal the past few years looking back and remembering in retrospect, like we brought them into this world 
fully and wholeheartedly. There's Sailor and there's Milo. And God, we loved them before we had them. And we would talk about them all the time. We would talk about taking them to Nantucket. We would talk about taking them to Clyde's. We would talk about like what the joys were going to be, what the difficulties were going to be. All of our friends talked about babysitting for them. So I think of them as a a really strong example, potent example of the power of um, intention and how they came to be in the world. Um, The second thing I want to say about superpowers and manifesting and just kind of giving you a little bit of a a behind the scenes is that um, one of the things, one of the reasons that, one of the truths in my life is that there was a time when I was a child, when I lived um, with my mom in a domestic violence shelter in a home. And I learned a lot about that time. I learned a lot from that time. I actually have um, been writing about that time a little bit. I haven't published anything yet, but um, been writing about that time and talking with my mom about it and um, just kind of remembering some of the pieces of living in that shelter. And it was before, I must have been um, like three or four years old, maybe four four or five years old. (coughs) And then the other side of this coin that I want to turn over for you to give you some perspective is that I went to a very fancy boarding school in Connecticut for a few years. And the reason that I see this as two sides of the same coin is because I don't think either of these experiences from, I mean, in theory, like on paper, living in a domestic violence shelter or being on government assistance or something like that, it could be one side and define you. And the same with something like going to an elite boarding school in New England, like that really, you can hear that line and um, really put a lot of assumptions on that person and on their life. And all I wanted to really say and kind of teach about this is that I think we are all, I know, not I think, I know we are all so complicated, layered. I know we have so many depths and dimensions and that a sentence like I like I lived in a, a sentence like I lived in a shelter or I went to boarding school. There's so much at people here. And all I'm going to say is if you're listening to this, I want us to be the ones who don't make assumptions, but then we dig deeper and we say something like, tell me about that experience or how did that change you? Or what did you notice, right? Like, I think that so many people are living in these bubbles where they're like, oh yeah, I went to Yale. And then all of a sudden, the person they're in conversation with has this laundry list of assumptions. They must be this, they must be that. And I'm, oh, I want us to dig deeper. And the way I want to loop that back around to sort of superpowers and manifestations is like, I think that again, this is one way where we can practice expansion and possibility is by allowing others and their stories to have a lot of possibility, to have a lot of layers and dimensions. And if we kind of cut people off or cut ourselves off at our own story or a sentence about ourselves, um, we lose access to the broader the bigger, the broader, the more expansive ways that we can connect dots and um, 
the ways in which we can, again, heal and move through our own stories and share them and, and allow that for others as well. So my accepting that truth about my life and how it's played out and how it works and how it doesn't work and what those dynamics are, like I'm one of those people, again, I'm also a Gemini, right? And so to like, I can fit in, I'm a chameleon. And part of that being able to fit in anywhere and feel comfortable anywhere is the fact that part of my story is that I spent time living in this shelter, not having anything and being, you know, I don't even know that I was afraid. Like, I don't want to start again. This is not a conversation about living in the shelter. It's more about just like what we think about when we hear something like that and what we hear, what we think about when we hear the boarding school piece and just understanding that the, the, the reason that I feel comfortable in so many places is because I've been in such a wide range of socioeconomic experiences. Um, and I think that's my gift. Like, I think that's part of my superpower. So I want you to tap into your superpowers in order to work through your law of attraction stuff. And in order to do that, you got to be real about your story and um, the sentences and the assumptions and kind of see how they're playing out in your life. And when I say the sentences, I mean like my parents got divorced, right? Like that's a sentence that could be true. That's a truth for some people. But I want to know more about that. How did that play out? Is, is that playing out in your current marriage? Is that playing out in your friendships, in your relationships? What do you notice? What are the habits? So I think there's so much there. Um, okay, next piece for um, superpowers and law of attraction and behind the scenes um, is that I'm, I'm really working on the idea that money, making money and service can go together. And this is one that I'm still working on. And so it's kind of fresh and like under this, under the surface is like, this is also a long-term process, right? So I've talked about this a little bit. The first book that I ever read that sort of blew my mind and really helped me understand that I was even having some of these money blocks was the book by Barbara Stanley called Overcoming Under Earning. And I did not even realize that I was such a lifelong under earner until I read that book. And I even heard that term and gave me the chills. And I realized so much about myself. So currently, um, part again of tapping into all of the intersection of all of these teachings is that I'm really thinking about, I I just made a big list today of all the places where I'm donating money time or intelligence. Like I see three different ways that I can volunteer and be of service. And one is money, one is time, and one is um, intelligence, like skill set. And so I have my charities and my um, the way that I give back to my communities um, split up into those three areas. And I'm seeing that the more abundance that I have from showing up and doing the work and helping people and um, really ha- charging for my time and my expertise in an appropriate manner, I am able to make an impact in other areas in ways that really feel good and sustainable. 
And so it's not, you know, my money donation to this, um, I donate monthly to Senator Chris Murphy and, um, the money that I donate to him, I mean, it's not a lot, a lot, but to me, for someone who is a lifelong under earner, it feels so good to have that reoccurring, to have that gift going out every month to someone I believe in and a campaign that I believe in. And that is, it's like empowering. And I've never had that before. I've never been able to really consistently give to things I always was very um inconsistent and kind of like I'd give 100 bucks here 150 there and I would scatter it all over the place and now I'm really focusing on okay if I do deep dives with my clients if I do my own deep personal work if I start practicing awareness and intention in all areas how can I do that in my community and my charity work and it's like so clear to me pick three places and give them all you've got. Like, in th- and again, I'm not saying this is what you need to do, but this is one of the ways I'm really healing this wound um, that I've had around money and service, making it, giving it, and helping, is that it feels so good to have these three places. So the first place where I give my mind and skill set is Eliana's Light, which is a nonprofit that was started by one of our students. And I'm on the advisory committee and I just try to do what I can to think about how to help them have strategies, to help them bring their work in the world. Um, They uh, give complimentary care to children with chronic illness and their families. And it's just a beautiful organization. So whatever I can do from my brain, from my skill set, from my networking to help them, I will. Then on the ground level, I actually put my shoes on and show up by delivering food. Um, And I use this service through Iona Senior Services. I'm sure lots of you guys have places around you. But once a month, our family delivers food um, on Saturday mornings. And that is a way that I love that connection and showing up with the food for the seniors is so beautiful. And it's so awesome for the families. And I mean, for my family, for my kiddos, and they love seeing the kids come to the door and hand them the food. So that's one way where I get that direct contact because I need it. I really thrive off of that. But listen, when I was in the classroom and I was doing that all day, every day, that was not sustainable. That was totally draining and it was really exhausting. So I've had to find ways. So the money to the political campaign that I believe in, the actually putting my shoes on and helping people face to face, cheek to cheek once a month, and then being on a board, an advisory board that I deeply believe in. Um, there's one other that uh, one other community organization, business organization that I believe in that I work with, my local main streets. And again, I'm working with them on a volunteer program. So the reason that this all comes to be is because I'm so motivated by other people and doing good work in the world because um, it feels good. And when the world is as um, messy as it is right now and painful in so many levels for so many people, I know that I can really slow and steady show up for these four organizations really um and it's not too much and I'm not staying up late to do it and I'm not over committing I'm just doing a little bit but I'm doing it for a while I've done the political campaign for over a year I've worked with Iona for over a year I've worked with the main streets for over a year and Eliana's light so these are where I put that time and money and effort and it is really being able to have enough abundance and money in my own bank account 
every month because of the work I do, because of what I'm charging and because of how I'm showing up, I'm not doing all the things for all the people. I'm really honing and I've really been simplifying my offerings. Um, it's just magical. It feels like a superpower. It feels like law of attraction because it just feels like I'm doing, I, and that doesn't just feel like, but I'm doing things that feel good. And that's just bringing more of the good feelings. Um, and abundance in all areas. It's bringing awesome clients that I'm obsessed with. All my private clients right now are amazing, amazing women who I love working with. And I feel so lucky. I feel so lucky. Um, the next thing I just wanted to talk about um, was that this is so uncomfortable. I'm just going to say it because it really follows what I said the last time, what that last point was around money and service. And I'm just saying in advance, like, I wish we were in person so you could see me. (laughs) I'm thinking of your face, like some of my students that I've seen and known for a long time. And you guys know that when I say something that's really honest, sometimes ah, I get embarrassed. But I made six figures last year as a new coach and mentor without really trying to. That I did not use like official business models. I didn't even have a business coach really last year. I did not use blueprints. I did not use a social media manager. I used intuition, flow, and energy to guide me. I followed my curiosity, creativity, and interests. I created groups and classes and offerings and retreats that just felt and sounded fun. And from that built a very successful business. And I'm shocked. I'm in awe. I am so proud of myself. And like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, I'm not so special. Like I know that others can do it too. And the reason that I really wanted to share this openly to you is because I think that Um, there's so much fear, there's so much anxiety, there's so much pressure to do things one way. Um, and we do not live in a culture, not that says like, follow your bliss. That's not really what I'm saying, but more your curiosity and creating things that you really know will help the people that you're working with. And most of you guys, I don't, most of you don't own or run your own businesses. So this is not, this, the, what I'm saying doesn't apply, but what's underneath it applies, which is success grows from your energy, from your truth, from your dharmic nature. When you are who you are and you show up at work, your boss notices, your coworkers notice, or you get recruited somewhere else, or you take the reins and you say, you know, this isn't working for me, this office. I am powerful. I am smart. I know a lot of awesome things and I can bring this to any organization. I can create my own or I could be a consultant or freelance or move jobs or I just want you to see the flow is that when you follow your flow, your curiosity, your energy, and it is truly aligned with who you are, it is not should, 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 and it's not following someone else's model or blueprint or plan that works for them, then freedom and success and abundance are there for you. They are there for you. The last thing that I wanted to um, go over was that 
I think I've been working on, and then I just want to hear feedback from you after you listen to this, but I think that finally, after two and a half years, although I would say it's not really finally, because I think all things take time to evolve, and all things take time to unfold, and all things take time to develop, especially when you're talking about creative work or creative process, is that um, I've come up with this little radiate Um, And I'm still playing with some of the words, but I think that I have um, this acronym, RADIATE, for what we're really talking about and what we're really teaching here. And let me break it down for you. So, and and this is, this really taps into how to, so we kind of move through some of those teachings now, like how do we bring that into our life? Okay. How do we find our superpowers? How do we connect with our own law of attraction? How do we connect with our own alignment? So this is radiate is my sort of draft acronym right now for, for how to do it and, and the different ways. Okay. So the R is rhythm, daily rhythm. Once you get your daily rhythm, your body gets in line and it feels so good. If you are not in rhythm, um, let's talk about it, but find a rhythm, okay? Find a seasonal rhythm, find a daily rhythm. That is a, a foundational teaching in Ayurveda and it is essential. Number two, the A for radiate, allow. We must have space to create. We must have physical space. We must have mental space. The allowing, we have to allow things to come to us. And oh my goodness, this has been a really big thing for me to learn because I am such a doer and a giver. So to allow, to receive, to step back, to create, to make space for the unknown, it's huge. Number three, digest. Ray D8. The D is digest. Digest your emotions. That's what I'm talking about. When things happen, which they will, do you have the tools to move through the discomfort, to feel the discomfort, to sit with the issue, with the trauma, with the pain? Digest. The I is for intuition. So, When we follow rhythm, allowing, digestion, intuition, our intuitive sense is there. Our spirits, our guides, our source, our divinity, it's all right there. We just have to make all that space and move through. And again, I'm not trying to rush this. Like, this is a lifetime practice. These are lifetime practices. The A is appreciate. So gratitude practice, a a rampage of appreciation when we want to feel good, when we want to tune into superpowers, we have to appreciate our lives. Like right now I'm sitting on a soft, cozy rug. I'm drinking really delicious, clean water. I'm just feeling good in my body. I'm sitting up tall. Like I am appreciating this moment and it's the little things. It doesn't have to be the big things. It can be really the little things. Appreciate. Moving into the T, which is truth. Um, I find that people have a hard time with this one, like really telling the truth, telling the truth about how they numb out, telling the truth about their marriage or their relationship with their children or the job or so many layers, but truth, truth, truth. And truth is fascinating. Oh, I wish, let's do a whole episode on truth because truth now, the truth 
what is true now may not be true in a few hours <laughs> and you're allowed to change your mind. So if you have a current truth, what happens when it changes and what happens when it evolves? So truth is part of the practice. And last but not least on our radiate um, acronym is embody. And we have to bring the body along for the ride. We have to learn how to drop into the body, live from that inside out, get out of the head and into the body. So let me go over them one more time. Rhythm, allow, digest, intuition, appreciate, truth, and embody. Um, I'll make a little graphic maybe sometime this summer, then I'll post on Instagram so you can have it if you want to remember I'm trying just to keep all of this really simple. I don't have an assistant right now, so I'm just doing things that I can actually do in my um, work time that I've allocated. And so that's, again, part of that simplicity and part of that truth to you is that there's not like a, a bunch of people behind the scenes. So I'm doing the best I can with what I have and trying to connect with you and um, just be of service, really. But you know, for the greater good, for you, for me, for our children, to rise up that vibration, to help support us in this moment, to really connect and be together um, because we are sisters and brothers and that is the truth, right? So I hope that today's episode with some of these fun roundabout superpowers and law of attraction and manifesting, um, or have been interesting, email me questions if you have them. As you can tell, so much of this stuff, I'm just being honest about how I'm working with it right now and how I'm moving it through my body and my work and my life right now. Um, and also hopefully that service um, and money, how I broke that down, I hope that's helpful to you. All right. I hope you're having a great summer and um, I'm doing a bunch of awesome interviews this week. So look for look for them coming up in July. <sighs> Take a deep breath and exhale. <sighs> Place your hands on your heart. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy and may you live with ease. <sighs>